Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right. Hi, guys. It's Charles Hicks here, um, cross-country and track and field runner for Stanford University. Um, I love to race the 5K all the way through 10K. Um, and, yeah, it's an honor to be here, guys. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you, man. We've been, been wanting to get you on for a while, but we've, uh, yeah, we've been so busy with loads of random stuff. Obviously, I'm, I'm moving house at the moment and, and getting set up for university and, and all that sort of stuff. And I guess starting talking off about university obviously you're you're at Stanford but when's it looking like you're going to be back on campus is it looking like you guys will, will be back for normal time yes so it's a bit of an interesting one as in right now with just the way that uh regular students are, are coming back in uh it looks like freshmen and sophomores are going to be back for that uh fall quarter which is like autumn um, and then we alternate off with seniors and juniors for the next two quarters, and then we're allowed back in the summer. And so a lot of it is, I think, hinging on um, whether or not athletics are going to be coming back, which obviously we all, we all hope they are. But um, if they do, hopefully, I, I, I think that it would be awesome if the university gave us the chance to compete and train together um, by letting us stay on campus. But obviously I understand their safety concerns um yeah then they've got to do what they've got to do so a lot of it's still up in the air but uh it'll be very interesting to monitor it over the next couple of weeks yeah definitely I guess kind of praying that that um that fall season comes together and that you guys get a cross-country season because that would be pretty tough to see if there's no if there's no NCA cross yeah we're just training all the way through that outdoor track season with nothing nothing to look forward to and then doing a whole whole summer and then cross training that would be a that'd be a bummer but you know sports peaks and valleys so yeah true true and then will you get your eligibility still on the on the latter end so that'll be interesting um I don't think so because all of our freshmen last year myself included redshirted uh, um okay. cross country season so we've already we've already done that so I I have uh I'm 100% for going back because I don't I don't really get anything anything out of it but yeah obviously only going back if it's safe yeah yeah of course of course and, and where where are you living at the moment like where where do you and your family live so we're in Jacksonville Florida which is has been interesting for training um I've been doing a lot of reading up on why heat and humidity is considered the poor man's altitude because i mean sometimes it gets really tough out here when it's like 90 to 100 degrees and 100 percent humidity so you gotta do what you gotta do to, to look on the bright side of things but um yeah it's been a pretty it's, it's a pretty crazy place to train but it's where i trained throughout high school so it's been nice to visit a lot of the old spots yeah for sure beautiful weather as well something that we we in Britain are very, very jealous of because we're, I mean, looking outside, it, actually it's quite a nice night tonight, but for the most part, it's been like windy and rainy, man. It's not, it's not been good. And, and talking of the UK, obviously you've, you've got quite, quite a strong connection and quite a story. Um, 
with the UK having having come back uh, last year last year to um to run for GB at Eurocross where you finished fifth. Yeah, 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 man. Oh, that was a, that was a crazy race. So I guess a lot of the listeners might not know your um your sort of connection to the UK. So it'd be kind of cool to hear um hear your story. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I've, I've actually had a lot of people asking me about that recently. Um, so basically, my mom and dad moved over to uh, uh, London from Jacksonville, Florida, before I was born, and then they had uh, myself and my two sisters, and we. Uh, we were born and raised in the heart of London, and we, until I, I think, actually started running there, um, which was super helpful for the for the whole journey because um, it was kind of just where I started getting my footing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, but when I was twelve, kind of just completely out of the blue, I was I was finishing up my um, interviews for secondary school, and yeah. on the way back from my final one, my <laughs> I heard my mom and dad talking about a realtor at our house because they think I didn't, I wasn't listening. I was just staring out the window. Um, and then after that, it was like all a blur. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. I said goodbye to my friends. We, we sold the house. Um, and then we were just out. And it, it was, it was strange because even though I had a, a very strong familial, familial connection to the, to the U S I didn't know anyone stateside. So it was really, it was a really scary move because I, I left behind, you know, everything I knew back there. And um, the only thing I was really excited for was that I knew I'd have the opportunity to per- uh, pursue cross country and soccer simultaneously. Because back then I was playing uh, soccer was like my best sport and cross country was just something I was interested in. And mm-hmm. so I just I feel really lucky that it happened when it happened, because um, the team that I ended up going on to in Florida um, really gave me all the opportunities I have today. And yeah, yeah I'm just I'm grateful that it happened the way it did. Yeah, of course, and, that, and that's cool to know as well. You know, that, that's another runner that came from you know soccer or football, depending on what side of the pond you're on. But uh, but yeah, it was the same thing with Craig Engels. You know, he he also played soccer or football, and and then and then decided to go into running, and and I, I was the same. And it's like it just seems like everyone in the sport took that path. It's really strange on our on our high school uh, varsity team. I think there was a point where I remember out of seven varsity guys five played soccer in high school so it it was I don't know why I guess there's just a lot of running and not a lot of stoppage but but there's definitely a connection there yeah yeah 100 percent. and then talking about high school what what was your favorite race when you were in high school like was there a particular race that really uh stood out for you so are we talking distance are we talking um like an individual race Oh, either or. Which is your favorite overall? Okay. So it was kind of like a like a journey for me, especially in cross country. It's not that exciting. It's always five k. Um, but in track, it was it was always the thirty two hundred, and the mile was like just okay for me. Um, yeah. and then gradually, as I moved uh, throughout high school, and um, I kind of started just trying to have a more open mind. I got better at the mile, but um, I still think I lean a lot more into my distance routes. Um, but in terms of individual races, I think one of the, the craziest ones for me was the Arcadia 3200, which is a just a, it's a 3200 meter race out in California. 
And so that's obviously all the way across the country for me. And um, yeah, it's a bit of a gamble to just get yourself out there and, um, you know, show up and race day and hope that it goes well. But the the field is so good and it comes and everyone goes there from all across the country that it's just, it, it was so worth, worth doing. And I didn't know what the state record was at the time, but it was 850. Um, and it, it had been, it, it was a record that had stood for like 30 years at that wow. point. And somehow just in the race, the way things worked out, I ended up running an 849.6 uh, nice. and just completely like unaware of, of, of that. And I just missed, I, I knew what the cross country record was and I just missed it anyway. Um, and so I was bummed about that. And I, it was just funny to me that when I wasn't focusing on the record at Arcadia, <laughs> I ended up getting it. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool. I guess, I guess if you had that pressure on you, sort of you're thinking about it the whole time. So it's kind of cool that you sort of did it unassuming. That's that's a great way to have done it. I guess talking about your racing as well. Um, as we mentioned before, you know, coming back, uh, coming back to Great Britain, going back to Liverpool to the UK Cross Challenge, um, coming second, amazing race, and then headed off to Euros. Uh, we we asked Engels as well whether wait did we ask Engels? Might have been angles about um like had you ever been starstruck by by anyone in a race or someone walking into a courtroom and for me because I had a similar thing the year before at European Cross where like Ingebrigtsen walked into the room the whole room goes quiet everyone's looking at the dude and it's like that's that's Jakob Ingebrigtsen and I was wondering whether whether that courtroom um, in Lisbon was any anything similar oh my god yeah I mean especially it's just so crazy to have someone that talented in the youngest age group that that's racing on the day and so it's it's just kind of a it was a surreal experience and it was something that I knew was kind of going to happen when I was going there and so when I was thinking about it beforehand it was something I didn't really want to buy into because I was worried that if I got too swept up in that, I wouldn't be able to really compete against him because I would immediately just be like, don't, don't even try. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so I know a lot of the, the, the guys, um, not just the guys, just pretty much everyone there, like when he pulled up to the, because he was in the starting box next to us. He was in the warm-up area across from the British, uh, the British tent. And it, it was, it was hard not to but I think it ended up helping me in the long run just to be like he's 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 just another 18 19 year old kid just yeah. go out there and um I'm racing like anybody else but afterwards it was fun to like look back and be like holy you know yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was insane well yeah, I mean, another question so I was just gonna say I mean as well after afterwards you're obviously on that podium for the team event and you've got Inga Britson <laughs> lower down in second and yeah. you're on the top of the podium in first which must have been a great feeling <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, there, there was just so much strangeness in the, in how packed Britain was with Norway. I, I don't know if it's because historically they've been competitive teams. That's what I was hearing from, um, from a lot of the guys on the team, but yeah, there are just so many opportunities and like photo moments where we were just shoulder to shoulder. It was, it, it was really surreal to yeah. say the least. It's so cool seeing like seeing a roast in place like, that. like you say you've got to you've got to stay level-headed about it you can't put anyone up on on a pedestal either um but another big question did he show up to the after party at lisbon no he did not oh. but gracier was there <laughs> gracier had a great time there. yeah he, he seems like a guy there. who's down for it 100 <laughs> percent. like we at world cross we're thinking surely surely the dude's going to show up 
And then even at Euro across as well, the guy doesn't go to after parties. It's really just I don't know what he's doing. But I mean he's obviously doing something right. He's so. doing another session. That's he's training out of us shed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, man's is barely even trying in the race, so I, I bet. <laughs> he, he does yeah, actually true. do that as well. Him, all these really? rubbers really like do a threshold session after races. Even in Doha, they were doing um, after the heats, they'd get on the <sighs> treadmill and do a threshold session. Yeah, I don't even know what I'd rather just finish the race and have a big night out with the guys. <laughs> yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably take out like a like a catalog of, of different sports if I saw that. It's just like. <laughs> yeah i'm done with this one y'all can have it <laughs> true true and uh and then talk about racing as well what have you got like a standard pre-race meal that's a good question i mean i'm it's really funny a lot of people on the youtube channel have been asking me a lot about what i eat and i'm almost afraid to make the video because it's so boring and I've got you. I'm, I'm probably like the most boring slash laziest eater which i think ironically is kind of helpful for runners because i mean i just want something that's like not gonna upset my stomach when i'm running and something that's just gonna be as plain as possible um and i just look for carbs protein vegetables that's it um and so if i had to pick favorite favorite pre-race dinner the night before is probably gonna be more like like chicken and pasta uh type deal maybe some cheese if i'm feeling absolutely insane um, oh, and then, crazy. <laughs> yeah, the morning before is, is usually a hard one for me. I used to be a lot more anxious before races, so it used to be hard for me to eat anything. But as I've sort of like uh, been trying to like calm myself down and uh, make it more of like a day to day experience rather than like a big event, it's been easier. It's usually like something like oatmeal and raisins, just something very simple to make sure I'll have energy later, or or just like a like a Cliff Bar. I don't know if you guys have those. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, Cliff Bar. What's your favorite cliff bar? Oh, that is a that is that's a really good question. So yeah, tough one. with the there's two types, right? There's mm-hmm. the like big ones, and do you guys have the the nut butter filled ones? Like the peanut butter ones? Well, they're like they've got like peanut butter on the inside of the bar. No, we're we're, we're missing out on that. They're unbelievable. So the almond butter flavor of those. It's, it's on another level. It's like a, it's like a little, it's like a cliff bar, but with just normal almond butter in the middle. And Ooh. it just tastes so much better. It's just way easier to eat too. Cause the other ones like are, are a full meal. Yeah. So I, I've transitioned one. to almost entirely those. Yeah. So if you, if you've got like a international shipping, look it up. Yeah. Uh, cliff bar, please sponsor this podcast. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, shout, but don't take bar. me out of it. Uh, Charles Hicks is not endorsing it. Absolutely He's... no money. NCAA, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know I'm broke. Broke. <laughs> you got you got to stay safe with the NCA because as we all know they are they do not pay their <laughs> well, athletes. And you can say what you want. I'm not Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, exactly. but the rules people. might change soon, which is True. which is very interesting and, and and what's been really weird is with this like sort of sheltering isolation thing is it feels like time's been moving really fast. So January, 2021 is I think the target date for the rule changes. And when I was back on campus, I was like, Oh God, that's so far away. But you know, I'm just making the channel to have fun. So it doesn't really matter, but the months have been flying by. So it's already almost July. I'm like, that's around the corner. So who knows? 
Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe I'll true. get I'll get my cut down the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Selling selling those Charles Hicks t shirts and getting your cut. I had a I had a this is funny. I had a DM earlier today asking to buy used shoes or socks and I was like I don't know, man. Like, I'll sell you new stuff. I don't really want to. <laughs> well, not now. Not now I won't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm not sure well, about use. Yeah, a little bit weird. A little bit weird. <laughs> Just a little bit. But, um, yeah, and obviously talking about the NCAA, you're at Stanford. Um, you, you decided to go with Stanford. Uh, starting off with the, like, recruitment process, kind of getting – getting a gauge of which other universities you were talking to and, and you know, which, well, the, re- the reasons that's why Stanford was your, was your top choice. Absolutely. So my, recruit- my recruitment process started very early, which is in sophomore year of high school. Um, yeah. And that was actually before I was allowed to talk to any coaches, which is, uh, yeah, yeah kind, of, kind of a weird way to go about it. But I, I just wanted to get on, you know, a lot of schools' radar. I hadn't really dropped – uh, crazy times yet and so I was more just trying to be take the first step in the process rather than waiting for things to come to me but then yeah. as I got down the road um it became this this it's it, a lot of schools dropped fast for me I don't know why but I, I was able to narrow it down pretty quickly to three schools based on this this very simple scale that I'd made where one of the schools was stronger in academics with um, a little bit less less running on like the national scene, but still a really good team. The other school was really good at running, but in my opinion, had a little bit um, less of an academic focus. And these are all relative to like a school like Stanford. And yeah. for me, Stanford had both. And yeah. so when it came to making a decision, it seemed like if I got into Stanford, you know, I knew I was going to go there because it was the best of both worlds. Um, yeah. And I'd never really wanted to work myself into a corner. I mean, I love running, but you never know what's going to happen down the road. So yeah. I feel like I would perform best in a school where I have the security of knowing that, you know, my education will back me up if this doesn't work out. But in theory, that'll actually make me a better runner because I won't be stressing about it as much. Yeah. And so those three schools were, sorry, Princeton was the one with, um, I thought, stronger academics, but also still a pretty solid running team. Colorado. Uh, UC Boulder was the other yeah. one and I, I just I love Boulder so that was a really hard one for me yeah to um to let go of but the the day I found out I got into Stanford I called the coaches back like five minutes later and committed um yeah. and so that it was an easy choice once I got in but it was a long journey to get in and after that I had to maintain grades and stuff and, and such which was a um due to one physics class I took became harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But, yeah, we made it in the end, and, and that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters, man. And, uh, yeah, the recruiting process can be kind of kind of crazy. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I, I went through that for, like, uh, well, for, for about a year and a bit, like, similar sort of time frame to you. And, uh, and yeah, it's sort of – you know, so many universities almost sort of fighting over each other and they're all recruiting the same guys, but it's uh, especially being recruited from like a different, you know, different side of the world sort of thing, getting flights over and coming on visits, all that sort of stuff. It was pretty fun though. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. And then what you were, to, what, to touch on what you were saying earlier, I'm not going to mention any names, but it is interesting 
to see how these like because the coaches stay for a lot longer than the athletes do typically and you see these like sort of skirmishes happen where certain teams have had their guys stolen by one team like way too many times so they're like kind of I, I don't want to say like aggressive but what it's 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 hard to to pick and then have to tell the other coaches you know I ended up doing the same thing all these other guys did yeah hey man, it, it's a it's a horrible process because that that was a similar thing for me I mean talking about like Iona their coaching staff and the team are like amazing really great people um amazing coaching amazing uh amazing runners as well and it was it was a tough one because I love the people there it's just New Rochelle like wasn't it wasn't a fit for me in terms of place sort of thing mm -hmm. uh I didn't think that that, that was going to be kind of the best place for me and there's a few universities like that where I got really invested into the people and then you but you have to weigh up every sort of like different kind of aspect of it mm -hmm. oh yeah that, that, that was something I was definitely careful of because I I thought I could fit into you know, the teams and the coaching structure at any of the schools. And the, th the thing that makes the decision easier for me is I know I would have been happy at any of them. It was just yeah. a question of where I thought my, my future would be most secure, both in yeah. running and potentially if it, if it didn't work out. Um, but also, when did you start talking to Iona? Because I know our, our new cross-country coach is from Iona and we love him. Love him to death. Yes, he is. Um, oh man, what, yeah. What's your head coach's name? Um, oh well, our head coach is uh, Coach Clark, but our cross country coach is uh, Coach Santos. Yes, yeah. So he he was, yeah. So Joe Pienta is head coach over there now, and he was assistant coach um, when your coach was there. Uh, so I started getting okay. recruited the year after your coach left. Okay. Um, okay. So, so I never actually crossed paths with him, but I mean, but, but I mean that that's another thing to talk about. He his reputation as a coach is amazing, and having the group of the group of dudes that you do for you know the next four or five years coming in, Stanford's going to be a dangerous team with the coaching staff and the runners. Oh yeah, I mean that's obviously always the hope, and it, it was really interesting and, and reassuring to me, obviously because. We had a crazy summer where our coach left. I mean, we were still getting training, or, or I was due to get a training plan like the week that the head coach left, and then so I so I was just strung out the summer before, like with nothing to do. And um, thankfully, the the assistant coach who who's now um, at UNC as well really helped me out. And um, but but still, there was that feeling for months of just being you know, caught in no man's land. We had no coaching yeah. staff and no, no news to share. The old coaching staff was leaving and it felt like, uh, you know, how are we going to pull this together? And, you know, yeah. more importantly, who's going to be here and how are we going to restructure this program? And so I think it's just been amazing for, for me personally to have a lot of those fears just completely out the door now because I yeah. love Coach Santos so much and Coach Clark's doing amazing things for the team as a whole. And the whole staff is just, they've got this, this, I think that the, the, the program's moving in a really positive direction, both for the coaches and the athletes. And yeah. I think it really benefited me a lot as a freshman. And I think it's going to, in the long term, going to be really helpful for my career as a runner. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. And uh, as you say, with the, with the guys coming in and with the way the program's moving, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool to watch. And then also, I mean, the NCAA is kind of tough because 
you know, what once a coach does go, he tends to take his coaching staff. And we saw that at Oregon as well when, you know, um, distance coach at Oregon uh, left, went to, uh, was it Washington? Washington, yeah. Took some of his dudes, but not all of his dudes. That was kind of a... A lot of the athletes left as well, which was, which was tough. But they're still a really solid team. Yeah, yeah. Both, both teams looking uh, looking pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, so I think the next little question that we had, oh, it was the word association game bit. So this, okay. is, this is a, you know, it, it gets, there's different levels to these ones. Okay. Um, so start now. <laughs> this is exciting. Not, nice and breezy. Okay. Oh, so I say a word that comes to mind. Okay, it would have been running. Okay. Uh, UK. Chips. Nice. Cross country. Fast. Nike. Swish. Mullet. Hair. (laughs) Track. Field. Smooth. Ryan Van Easting. Oh. Um, Dutch. <laughs> Pineapples on pizza. Gross. Pineapples in general. Tasty. Star Wars. We saw your bedroom. We had to ask. Duh. Tie fighter. That was the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, <laughs> man. There's a lot of a lot of high school stuff here, but uh, it makes me feel cozy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, are you you a big Star Wars fan? Yes, yes. Uh, in fact, it was actually pretty recent when when uh, but my friends and I we just it, it became a thing in our in our team and our friend group. And so I don't know. It's it's nice memories. Yeah, yeah. That's that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, Fun fact: I was almost named Anakin. My dad wanted to call. Oh me my Anakin. god, that is a that is a brave brave play. Oh, man. That's you would never have had a chance, man. No, you were so lucky they called you Alfie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been brutal when you were younger, but maybe it would have been fun. I might change yeah. it now. I, I, I you probably be called Charles. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Alfie, just just to stick it out there, please do not change your name to Anakin. Please, to Anakin. <laughs> I'll change it to Darth Vader. See them, whatever so. makes you happy, man. <laughs> that ever makes you happy that's hilarious and uh and we saw recently we, so we have a little bit called shoe corner which we i mean i say we have a little bit this is a new bit that we're putting into this one and then hopefully carrying on oh let's um, go yeah so the first we're big the one that we wanted to talk about was was it the infinity react yeah man i'm obsessed with them yeah we saw your 5k time trial in them interesting shoe obviously a bit unconventional but nonetheless cool let's talk about that shoe okay okay yeah no that 5k for sure was um what i would classify as an outside the box time trial for uh a variety of reasons um not to mention the shoes but it was just a whole bunch of factors that came together to make it a bit ridiculous but it was still fun nonetheless but that shoe just yeah. talking about that shoe was insane like for starters i i always hated the idea of flying it um, yeah, I always like my shoes to be a little bit more sturdy. Uh, I just felt like I would be slipping around the whole time. I don't know what it is, dude. I've never felt like more secure. And I, I love just like slipping my shoes on and off, even though yeah. for most shoes that actually ends up destroying them. But for these, it's just how they're made. And then the cushion, like 
I, I, I think I put three to 400 miles on the old ones and they feel brand new. Wow. Which is insane wow. because, you know, when a shoe wears down, like I, it's, it really starts to, to hurt the legs a lot more. I feel like and that's yeah. when a lot of things pop up. So it's like when it's just brand, brand new after a full for sure use, I don't know. I just feel like if you're someone who struggled with, you know, getting out of the game mm -hmm. um, for a while, it's definitely something worth considering. Cause it that's is impressive. like, yeah. Getting those, that yeah. many miles in a shoe is, that's, that's pretty special. Yeah. And I think it's weird though. Cause I don't want to go out here and say like, it's, it's the life-saving shoe. Cause I know it's going to feel different for everyone, uh -huh. but at least for me that that's just the experience I've had. Yeah, for sure. And obviously being at Stanford, you're, you know, you're pretty tied to running in Nike shoes. And mm -hmm. so what sort of stuff have you been, you know, like what's your favorite track spike sort of thing? What's your favorite training shoe? Yeah. So I've, my, my teammate, Evan, Evan Burke has been helping me a lot with expanding my understanding of, of what's actually out there because yeah. I, I, in the past, I kind of just walked into the store and, and bought the first thing that fit, uh, yeah. especially for racing. Cause I just didn't really consider anything. So for the first track season this year, I had a carbon fiber spike. I think it was I think it was the victories nice. um and those were really nice but the the dragonfly i think it's called yeah. looks absolutely insane because i'm just such a i think everyone is such a huge fan of zoom foam but uh, mm -hmm. i think integrating it into as much things as as you possibly can is what's what's most exciting to me right now so i've kind of got my eyes on the horizon in terms of racing because i want to race in you know as many things as that have zoom foam as possible <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, the technology coming out of Nike is pretty impressive at the moment. It's, it's the same over here. We're kind of waiting on the release for the, uh, for the new Dragonflies. Seeing, you know, seeing some of the mm -hmm. pros have already got their hands on them, I guess. I guess, fingers crossed, there'll be team issued to you guys ne next sort of, you know, in the fall or kind of after that. Yeah, so I never signed an NDA, so I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm bound to anything. But right. I think we had prototypes with the old coaching staff we had dragonfly prototypes nice. um that that some of the racers ran in that were like fitted to each stanford runner i think only a couple of them got them but yeah. i've actually seen one in the flesh and they're so sick because they got like no branding and they look yeah. like they essentially look like off-white without like the labels on them but they That's have great. the zoom foam and they're yeah so they they look insane apparently they, they've they're so freaking fast. So yeah, this, I can't wait. This situation yeah. at the minute's put me in a really sticky place because I've, I'm in a point where I need to get a new Milo shoe, a new training shoe, and a new spike. And with the next percent tempo coming out on the 2nd of July, and then obviously the Dragonfly coming out on the 2nd of July, and then there's also the Air Victory coming out on oh. the 2nd of <laughs> July. And it's just like, I've, I don't have a clue which one to get so are you are you definitely going for the dragonfly over the air victory have you seen that at all i think i need to, i think i need to do more research for make a final decision um also like crosses a ways away and we usually work with our coaches to get to get spikes yeah so i don't know i don't know right now it, w it would have to be pretty and also the dragonfly seems like it's a better option in my opinion for track. So maybe I would want yeah. something like a little sturdier for cross at the, at this point, I don't know, but I'm excited about all the options nonetheless. 
That's true. That's very true. Um, go ask your opinion on these shoes. I'm going to go grab them. Okay. It's the Clifton Edge. Okay. L look at the thing. What? Whoa. <laughs> Why is it so thick? Okay, so I use Arahi 4s with the... Great um, shoe. But the, why do yours look so strange? These, so these are the they're getting released soon. They're coming. They're ready for pre-order at the moment, actually. But uh, yeah, it's the Clifton Edge. So it's essentially just the the normal Clifton. Um, just realised people listen to the podcast can't see that shoe. So I, I put up uh, a Clifton a Clifton Edge before, but um, yeah, it's the new shoe. To be perfectly honest, I I still need a rundown on the technology going on with the with the big kind of back to it um yeah but yeah it's been really interesting to run in i mean sort of running slower when i'm here striking uh easy running so it's like a neutral okay. shoe but uh but yeah it's been pretty good shout out to hoker on on all the new heat that they've got coming out but um but yeah and then uh, the next little thing talking about the um the infinity reacts and obviously we had that video on your youtube uh what are your future plans with youtube have you got any kind of budding plans it's it's been it's been very strange because my only plan this whole time has been get a video out by the end of the week um, yeah. with varying degrees of success. I, I think I've missed one week since I started, but um, all, I, all I really wanted to do is have fun with it and be consistent. And, you know, the, the whole point was just to have a goal. The whole point for myself was to have a goal and, yeah. you know, go out and do something and, and make sure I don't fall off it. And now yeah. that it, that's gotten to the point where it has, it's like, it's not so much internal motivation anymore. It's become a lot easier to just, to just make it, make a video. And I find it really fun and I love editing. So a lot of it, yeah. a lot of it comes naturally. It's not like a, like a force force to, to get through. But um, I think I, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Cause you know, it's been growing and, and yeah. I'm sure you guys understand that cause you guys have been blowing up as well. So yeah, it's kind of just to, not not focus too far into the future and just enjoy where i'm at now and make sure i don't like uh lose focus yeah yeah smart because you, you also don't want to not not burn out as such but it's kind of like because we we've got stuff in the pipeline and we've you know we're we're increasing our original content all that sort of stuff just just to kind of you know keep keep things fresh to a certain degree and you know we've got some some big plans for the you know whether it be in the next two months whether it be in the next four months six months etc we've kind of got a steady steady pipeline of new things coming around which we're um which we're looking forward to getting out there but we're just sort of perfecting everything at the moment and making sure that that all is good yeah you guys have a very all-encompassing brand from what i've seen it's like every time i talk to you you're doing something something new yeah <laughs> um yeah, i think we, it's really impressive yeah, thanks, man. It's been good. Uh, it's been good getting you on talking about about all that. It'll be good to to get some more stuff down in the future. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then another sort of thing that we talked about is who um, so obviously being you know being a high standard high schooler yourself um, at, at one point. Are there any high schoolers that you're sort of particularly particularly looking at and, and excited about? Well, um unbelievably excited about all our recruits right now so I guess they're technically not high schoolers anymore because they just graduated but our next incoming class is absolutely insane um yeah. and it's small I think it, it's just three guys and a, and a transfer student but I mean when you're dealing with the talent level like that it's just like 
how can you not be excited about it? Yeah. And, and it's part of the big reason why I'm like, fingers crossed, we get it, we get a season, we get to start training together again because like, I just can't wait to get out there with the boys. I mean, the the heat that we were already bringing, and now now the the new fresh meat, it's gonna be, it's gonna be insane out there. But altitude tent. How oh, yeah. do you manage to sleep in that? Because I had one for a few a few months, and in summer, and obviously you live in a hot place. How do yeah. you manage to do that? It's tactical. It's been a it's been a it's been a journey in and of itself that that has evolved. Um, so did you have the full full bed tent or yeah the, the yeah one? full bed full okay. bed. So in my opinion, that's the first mistake because <laughs> in a, the most of my problem with it is heat. Yeah, at least it had been in the past. And with the, I have a head tent, so my whole body's out of the tent. It's just my head in there and like a little bit of my torso. Um, and so the heat part is no longer a problem because of that. Uh, I think a lot of people can get altitude sickness or uncomfortable, and that's just something I've never been afflicted by. And the and the final thing is the noise. And now it kind of just operates for me like a white noise machine. And at yeah. college, it's perfect. I mean, there there were parties that were going on across the hallway from me like you know going into like 1 a.m 3 a.m times when i need to be sleeping to get up for practice the next day and i didn't hear a thing and so it's kind of like everything that used to be a problem is is uh is kind of a benefit now and also the last thing is that um your brain is able to fall asleep a lot easier when it has less oxygen that yeah so i just i'm out like a light yeah same 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 here yeah, 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 it's perfect. So I love it. I can't sleep. I, I like want. I when when I took my off, like weekend a bit before starting summer training, I was like, okay, I'm gonna let my body rest. I'm not gonna sleep in the tent, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. So I think it's just been enough time, where where now I like, I've I've very much fully acclimated to it. Yeah, I I use it as a. I, I stopped using it fully because it was I was getting too hot. So I literally, whenever I couldn't sleep, I was like, I'll just go in the altitude tent, fall asleep, set my alarm for about an hour's time and just wake up and leave. And then I'll be tired enough to sleep in my own bed. And it was, which is, it was, it was strange. But. Yeah, that is, that's nuts. Um, that's a bummer. I mean, I, I love it. I know one of my friends got it. It's a big investment for sure. But, but it, it was part of the college decision-making process where I was deciding between uh two universities that that were at sea level and one that was at altitude and obviously just based on on science alone you have a, a pretty significant advantage when you're training at altitude so I never wanted to be stuck in the headspace where I was thinking like oh I wish I'd gone to x university because there's no way I can compete um and I think that's a that's something that's it's a lot of sea level athletes can can struggle with a little bit especially in endurance sports and so I, I think you know quite literally helps me sleep at night where where I can uh just be like yeah, I I'm, I don't have to, to count myself out um the, the training or the quality of my training isn't deteriorating and I think it gives me a good bit of confidence um, yeah finishing it off as such um you know it's been it's been great getting you on it's going to be really cool to work with you with you again in the uh in the future and you know we'll be We'll tag you and everything when, when when it goes out there. But just for the sake of doing so, shout out the YouTube, shout out your Instagram. All right, for sure, appreciate it. Um, so my YouTube is just Charles Hicks. My Instagram is underscore Charles Hicks. 
um I, i'm probably a lot more active on youtube but i'm working on my my ig game um but basically it's just an account for my my goal with the, the youtube was to sort of bring new people and like new understanding to college running and sort of everything that surrounds that and uh when hopefully i get back onto campus i'll be making more videos about what it's what it's really like to be a college runner um as someone who also aspires to be a professional runner and yeah, I just, I'm just sort of documenting my process because I think it's, it's an interesting journey that a lot of people don't have insights into. So yeah, sub if you want, uh, if you don't, it's totally cool, but I appreciate you guys listening to this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.